Hello there, and thanks for listening in to our Die of Matthew study. Die of Matthew is the dive study that began it all. Throughout February of 2019, lives were changed and the scriptures came alive to a group of about 50 people as they dove into the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters in 28 days. It moved at a fast clip, but even with that rigorous pace, it became clear that it was worth pursuing an ongoing ministry based on these studies. This is how Dive Collective began. Our new dive studies will be formatted differently, but the process of inductive study remains the same. So as you listen through the book of Matthew, know that we are waiting to welcome you into our current live dive studies where we engage with our Bible study members and dive in at a manageable pace for study. You can find everything you need to know at divecollective.org under our studies tab. Enjoy your time in Dive Matthew, and we hope you'll join us in real time soon. So welcome to Dive Matthew, where we're going to be doing 28 chapters of Matthew in 28 days. For the first study, you're going to want to download our dive guide at www.divecollective.org in our shop under free downloads. Dive studies are our version of inductive Bible study. This particular study of Matthew was the first one we did back in 2019. I hosted that dive guide in a different format on a different website at the time, but now if you want to join in and see how to do a dive study before committing to join us live, you'll want to go ahead and go to divecollective.org to download and get started. We're going to go ahead and read through the 19th chapter of Matthew. If you'd like to skip ahead because you've already read the chapter, you can go ahead and do that now. You'll want to join back in at approximately 4 minutes and 50 seconds. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he departed from Galilee and went to the region of Judea across the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees approached him to test him. They asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife on any grounds? Haven't you read, he replied, that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female? And he also said, For this reason, man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So there are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked him, did Moses command us to give divorce papers and to send her away? He told them, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of your hearts, but it was not like that from the beginning. I tell you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. His disciples said to him, if the relationship of a man with his wife is like this, then it's better not to marry. He responded, Not everyone can accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb, there are eunuchs who were made by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves that way because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who is able to accept it should accept it. Then children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Leave the children alone and don't try to keep them from coming to me, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After placing his hands on them, he went on from there. Just then, someone came up and asked him, Teacher, what good must I do to have eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? He said to him, There's only one who is good. If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He asked him. Jesus answered, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. I've kept all these, the young man told him. What do I still lack? If you want to be perfect, Jesus said to him, go sell your belongings and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard that, he went away grieving because he had many possessions. Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were utterly astonished and asked, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter responded to him, See, we have left everything and followed you, so what will there, what will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, in the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or fields because of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last is first. Okay, once again we have three sections that I've divided it up into. We're going to start with section um, verses 1 through 11. I observed that Jesus had finished talking about uh, forgiveness, and he went to Judea across the Jordan. Large crowds were following him, and he healed them in Judah. Pharisees came and tested him. Can you divorce on any grounds? So one thing that I noticed on the second reading, just as we were reading today, and this sounds like an obvious observation, but almost every time we see the Pharisees come to talk to him, they're testing him. It's mm-hmm. always a test. And when Jesus was tempted right after he his ministry began, that was one of the very first things that Jesus said to the devil when he was tempting him is, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything that we're seeing the Pharisees doing, we should use that as a great example of what not to do, Mm -hmm. which is don't insist that God prove himself. He has already proved himself. Mm -hmm. The Pharisees say, Moses commanded us to give divorce papers. Jesus responds, Moses permitted. They've come to test him, Mm -hmm. just like Satan came to test him, and he's responding with, you're twisting scripture. Right. Here's what the scriptures actually say. Right. And just even the fact that Moses, the only reason Moses did it is because their hearts were hard. Right. But he certainly didn't command them. That's a complete and utter twist. Yes. Because of their hard, sinful hearts. Right. So the the disciples respond almost surprised. Well, wait, if we can't divorce anybody, (laughs) if we can't divorce a woman, (laughs) except for that one case, then it's better not to marry. Let's just throw in the towel completely. I mean, how bad, how bad could it, could it have been that bad? I can't even wrap my mind around this, honestly. Maybe this is why Peter had no idea his mother-in-law was sick. He was never around his wife anyway. Maybe. I don't know. But the disciples respond, isn't it better not to marry at all? And then Jesus gives all of the examples of reasons that somebody is becomes an unmarried man, mm-hmm. a, a lifelong unmarried mm-hmm. man. And he says that if you can accept it, you should. At the end, the people that do well, choose it for the purpose them, of the kingdom right. of heaven. The people that do it choose it themselves. Right. It, so it sounds to me, I read that, and my interpretation of that was that it was a calling. Mm-hmm. So for them, they felt that it, they were called to that. And basically, if that is what you are called to do, that is what you should do. Mm-hmm. So for my interpretations, I talked about one of them, which is the Pharisees' hearts were to test Jesus, and they did it by spinning God's word. It reminded me very much of um, his experience with Satan in the wilderness. Jesus establishes two things in this passage. Man and woman are, were created together as image bearers of God to be one unified unit. Being a single man is a hard thing to do for a lifetime, and some are able to do it. 
for the sake of the kingdom, those people are called to it. The saying has been given to those who can accept it. So this is my, so a question that that raised is, is this the way it is with all callings? I'm going to jump right into my application because that's sort of the train of thought. When God calls me to something hard, I'll be able to accept it. I can only accept a difficult calling if it has been given to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I think part of what makes it doable is the fact that it's a calling. Recognizing that it's the purpose of it is for the kingdom of heaven. That That's what makes it a hard thing. It makes it doable. Mm-hmm. Because when you recognize that, you're also recognizing that you're not doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. That you have the spirit doing it with you right. or through you or alongside you. So moving on to the second part of the chapter. This is where the children are brought to Jesus and he prays for them. Jesus says to the disciples, leave them alone. The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. He really just said that in the last one of the last mm-hmm. chapters. Right. We were just I talking was, about that. One. Jesus placed his hands on the children. And again, that speaks to me. He was clearly taking specific time just to bless the children, mm-hmm. which I'm sure nobody considered. Someone asked Jesus what good he must do to have eternal life. That's actually... That's a really good example of a good observation because sometimes we take our headings and we just, that becomes what it is in our head, but it doesn't say that they knew he was a rich young ruler at the time. It was Mm -hmm. just someone came to him and then we find out as the story Mm -hmm. evolves what the someone is like. Someone asked Jesus, what good must I do to have eternal life? Jesus says, don't talk to me about good. No one but me does good. Keep the commandments. The man asks which ones. Jesus only lists five. Someone responds, I'm good. What do I lack? And Jesus says, well, if you want to be perfect, sell all your belongings, give to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven, and then follow me. And the young man went away grieving because he had many possessions. And so we don't actually know for sure, but people generally extrapolate that he ends up not following Jesus. And it's interesting there that it would be because he has many possessions, he ends up giving up the possibility of following Jesus. So interpretations, the kingdom of heaven belongs to children. So then I looked at what, it, what does it mean to be a child? You're innocent. You get along with each other. You don't hold grudges. You aren't comparing to one another. I was just thinking about like my mm-hmm. youngest children and kind of what they're like. And there's this innocence Before about them. Get, yeah. yeah, that I think about Abby and Abby's just getting into that stage of life where she's starting to get insecure in her friendships and things. But up until recently, she's just doing what she's doing. And if some people don't like her, she continues to do what she's doing and she doesn't think too much about it. They take things at face value. Mm-hmm. And they trust for provision and they have nothing. They own nothing. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. just, yeah. There's so many takeaways from the metaphor. Which also kind of means that they don't have all this baggage that the rich young ruler was dragging. No on. baggage. Yeah. They have no baggage. All they want to do is grow up, grow up and yeah. <laughs> they're starting out in the best possible place. So then the other interpretation is that someone was a young man with many possessions, but the disciples didn't know that. He asked what good he had to do to enter the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus told him to follow those five commandments. And some a lot of those commandments were heart commandments, loving God, honoring your parents, coveting. So Jesus tells him that if he wants to be perfect, he has to own nothing. I think what I'm, this passage is particularly, I think what's meaningful to me about this is that we can do all of the commandments, but ultimately all of the commandments will make you good. 
But to be perfect, you have to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And following Jesus ultimately we'll find in the next section what that looks like and what that means. So he challenges them if he wants to be perfect, he must follow him. But there is no being perfect. Perfection comes only from following Jesus. And following Jesus being believing in him and his salvation and what he does. That's the only way to be perfect, is to be perfect through his righteousness. Mm -hmm. That leads us directly into this next section. So it's almost worthless to do that whole section on the rich and ruler unless right. you follow it up with this next yeah. with this next section. Yeah. So 23 through 30 is where we need to, we'll probably spend most of our time. So Jesus says it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is talking to his disciples right after the rich young ruler walks away. Jesus gives an illustration that implies it's impossible for a rich person to go to through heaven with the camel on the needle illustration. And the disciples' reaction is utter astonishment. They ask, then who can be saved? It's impossible with man to be saved, but with God all things are possible. How abstract that must have sounded to them mm -hmm. without any comprehension of what was to come. I mm -hmm. just... I just feel for them. When you, I don't remember what podcast. One of the podcasts. I'm not even sure. It's one that's been published yet. But I remember you saying, like, I don't know if I would have done it. I don't know if I would have followed him. Yeah. Just how. I could see myself being the rich young ruler and being like, well, if you're gonna talk in like metaphors mm -hmm. this entire yeah, time, that's too hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't end up making sense. Yeah. But at the but, same time, this feels reassuring to me too. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, tell me how. It reminds me of the conversation that we had in an earlier podcast about the law. Mm -hmm. When you read that section about the rich young ruler, I mean, it seems like Jesus is focusing on the law again. And so you get to the end of that and you're like, ugh, again. Like, this is impossible. But, mm -hmm. but the flip side of that, too, I think, is when this guy comes up and asks Jesus, what good must I do to have eternal life? He's totally asking the wrong question. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. But he has no context to ask a different question yet. Like yes. based on based on what their yes. history has been, that's the question. Like what do what I have to do? Which is kind of funny to me that he's even asking the question. He knows mm -hmm. the answer. I mean, mm -hmm. if he's if he's been brought up the way good Jewish kids were brought up, he knows the answer to that. Like he knows that he has to keep the law. But he knows enough about Jesus to know that he's changed things or he's yes. in the process of changing things somehow. So he's yeah. trying to get some clarification. I've done the law. So right. what, what are you bringing to the right. table that right. I, yeah. So then at the end of, when you read, like you said before, you have to keep going and read the rest of that chapter after mm -hmm. you read that rich young ruler, because it's not, we used the words life giving the other day or whatever day it was when we talked about the law, that section about the rich young ruler is not life-giving. Yes. It sounds completely hopeless again. Right. Until you get to Jesus saying, I get it. Like, I know you guys can't do this, but yeah. God can. It, it is impossible for yeah. you. You're right. It's impossible. So then it says, with God, all things are possible. And then the disciples re refer back to what Jesus said to the rich young man. And they want to know, well, then what's in heaven for us? Because we did that. Like, we followed you. Yeah. So what's in heaven for us? And the renewal of all things. When the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you will sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Kind of confirming what we just talked about a couple, an episode or two about ago. The reward. Yes, like when you give up everything, there is a reward. There is a reward for those who give up everything for the sake of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And I love that he reassures them of that. Instead of condemning them for asking the question, which yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've given up everything, so what, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. 
Everyone who has sacrificed houses, family, livelihood because of Jesus' name will receive 100 times more and inherit eternal life. <clears throat> the first will be last, the last will be first. Interpretation. Obviously, a camel can't go through the eye of a needle um, any more than a man can save himself. But with God alone, salvation is possible for rich and for poor. What Jesus needed this guy to understand was that his riches didn't get him any further ahead. Right. You know what I mean? Like that that's not that if you are not only that, but they can be the biggest stumbling block yes. to getting you there at all. Right, because then you don't sometimes we just don't recognize that we need Jesus. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just this a thought occurred to me a little bit earlier and I want to make that connection because this is like I said, this is my the, my favorite part is when one part leads to another mm-hmm. part. And when he says, What must I do? It makes me think of that's exactly what those guys in Acts were saying to Peter after they after he convicts them about having killed the Messiah. And they go, what must we do? Yeah, how do like, we fix it now? Yeah, how do we fix it now? And repent and be baptized mm-hmm. and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What good news mm-hmm. for that rich young ruler. He hadn't received that news yet because right. it hadn't been... That work hadn't been finished at that point, but ultimately when he comes back, if he comes back, if he's part of that group of 3,000, yeah. then... He finds out it's actually quite simple. God's mm-hmm. already done it. Mm-hmm. So good. That's kind of cool to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, that it's completely possible that this guy later on understood the full picture of yeah. the good news. Yes. Yeah. That is a really fun picture. Complete and total sacrifice is the only way to know true motives. To what degree are you committed to the kingdom? This is my application. These are my questions that I'm asking myself. What does this mean for me? This is a great question. So these are, the truth is, is as I share some of these application questions, they're going to be really, really personal. Mm -hmm. And one of them was, what does this mean for me? How do I become last with all of my possessions? Because I'm just like him. Mm -hmm. I have a ton. And do I, would I be willing to walk away from all of it Mm -hmm. if that's what he called me to in this moment, like, I just, I feel thankful that I don't feel called to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but there may come a day, and if you go back to the beginning of the chapter, to the eunuchs and their calling, the truth mm-hmm. is, is if I am called to that, he will give me the, like, the Holy Spirit gives me the strength mm-hmm. to do it. Only to those that it's asked of, is it going to be something that mm-hmm. they have to have this, the strength to do? And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does, which I think is what you were saying. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dive Matthew. If you enjoyed our version of Inductive Bible Study and want to join our community of people all working on the same book of the Bible together, come check us out at divecollective.org and sign up for one of our current live dive studies. We believe you'll find a welcoming community, one where you'll be challenged, inspired, and uplifted. Come and see.